We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, moving right along to our Oregon football and recruiting mailbag. We got a bunch of questions uh, for today's show, um, and we're going to try to hop into that and and get to some of these. Uh, Like I said, I got a lot of great questions on Twitter, so I'm going to go ahead and try to prioritize those and then get to your guys' chat in the uh, questions in the live chat if I can. Um, just wanted to take the second to, uh, to let you guys know, you know, if you want to ensure that your question is answered, you can always, uh, use the super chat function here on YouTube. Uh, or if you just wanted to, um, support the channel with a donation, that's always great too. But just want to let you guys know, if I don't get to your question, you can do a super chat and that will definitely bump you to the top of the list. All right. First question comes from go ducks, uh, over on Twitter asking, will we land any five stars in the 2024 recruiting class? Yeah, so this this is a question that has kind of been recurring every time I do one of these segments, um, but I think it's, it's worth asking, right? If Oregon wants to get to that next level, they're definitely going to need to land some five stars. Already missed out on a couple. Elijah Rushing is, is the most evident and the biggest one that people are talking about. Colin Simmons out of Duncanville, he ended up staying home to play for Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns. So now we kind of have to look at it like this. Who are Oregon's best chances uh, as far as five stars go here in the 2024 recruiting class? There's two names that obviously come to mind uh, with both of those guys coming from my neck of the woods in Southern California and Brandon Baker and Aiden Breland. Brandon Baker is a five-star offensive tackle at modern day. And then uh, Aiden Breland is a five-star defensive lineman uh, at modern day here in the 24 cycle. And both of those guys have some uh, interesting recruitments. Um, As far as Baker goes, he's a guy that I felt Oregon led for, for a long time. Um, Especially after, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but it's, you guys are asking about him. So I gotta, I gotta give you what I know. Um, I feel like Oregon really led in the fall, but Alik Terry comes in and he has some work. He had some work to do in that recruitment. I think you could still say that he's probably an Oregon lean as of right now. But the the staff shakeup at Oregon, I think, especially at his position, obviously, right, the staff shakeup at his position certainly kind of opened the door for some other schools to to come in. So um, that's why you have um, that's why you have schools like Texas, like Nebraska, like Ohio State, 
all kind of getting back into the conversation a little bit more here as the season kicks off. Um, I believe Nebraska is going to get an official visit from Baker next month is what the reports are looking like. Um, so that's certainly a development to keep an eye on as Matt rule tries to breathe new life into that program out in Lincoln. And a big part of that is what he's going to be able to do on the recruiting trail. Uh, but Brandon Baker is certainly one of those guys that you have to keep an eye on here in the 2024 recruiting class when it comes to those, those five-star guys. Um, let's see who else we have here talking about Aiden Breland. Um, what's the word on Aiden Breland of late? Um, it's, it's looking like. That one's probably shaping up to be an Oregon versus Georgia battle right now. Um, but neither Baker nor Breland have come out publicly and announced decision dates just yet, commitment dates. So we don't exactly know what the finish line is looking like in those recruitments. Um, I, I'm trying to hopefully talk to both of those guys today following tonight's modern day game. Um, we'll see if they have any more visits that they're taking. We already talked about that Nebraska trip on the docket, on the agenda for um, Brandon Baker, but we don't know if Aiden Breland's going to be taking any trips. I know that Oregon was trying to get Aiden Breland out to Eugene for Saturday Night Live, but that one ultimately did uh, did not come to fruition. So um, that's obviously a, a tough break for the Ducks. As far as other five stars in this class, I, I talked about I talked about how. I thought Justin Williams was one of Oregon's top flip candidates in this 2024 recruiting class. And, and I still think that's the case. Um, he's going to be a very tough pull away from the Georgia Bulldogs, as you would expect. Uh, but Oregon did put in a ton of really good work in that recruitment leading up to his commitment to Georgia, took a bunch of trips out to Eugene. Oregon's very well connected in the state of Texas. So I don't think they're going to go away anytime soon in that recruitment. But that said, I don't know how realistic it is that they're going to be able to pull that one off. Um, speaking of Texas, I think we also need to mention Kobe Black, who's a five-star cornerback out of Waco, Texas, out of, um, out of Connolly High School, I believe it is. Uh, he took a visit out to Oregon in, in June, and he has a top five right now that includes Oregon, but Texas. Texas is the big threat in that recruitment. They look like they've had the juice in that recruitment. Texas A&M is also involved. Um, I believe LSU is also involved for uh, Kobe Black. So Kobe Black is probably a long shot, but maybe the other five-star that is uh, is worth keeping an eye on here for Oregon in the 24 cycle. Um, I already talked previously about Jordan Ross, who's just outside that five-star ranking, five-star rating at, at a four-star, number 37 overall. He's an edge rusher out of Alabama, and uh, he looks like he's probably trending towards Florida or Tennessee been reporting that it looked like Oregon was losing a little bit of juice in that recruitment. And, and that's only been confirmed in, in recent weeks and recent days. So I think those are the main guys that you're looking at in terms of the best chance for a five-star guy. Um, but obviously you can't write off some of these high four-star guys. Like you have, um, you have Jordan Seaton, the IMG Academy interior offensive lineman, who's reportedly taking a visit to Oregon for the USC game. So they're staying involved with some of those top guys can't get too fixated on five stars, but you certainly want to be in competition for those and certainly want to land one, at least one, every cycle if you can. But I think the ceiling of this Oregon program under Dan Lanning is, is multiple five stars every year. All right, so that question kicked us off. Let's see what else we have here. 
All right, we got a football-related question from John. Will we see more RPOs and read options on offense this year? Um, if you're asking for my take, I, I think we we probably see a, a similar amount of RPOs and, and read options on offense this year uh, under Will Stein with Bo Nix running the show there in the backfield at quarterback. Bo Nix is such a gifted runner that I think you're you're just doing yourself a disservice as an offensive staff if you don't try to get him more involved in those RPOs to, to make use of his legs or to even not make use of his legs, but at the same time, just keep the defense on edge. Keep them guessing. Make them prepare for that. Have that thought in the back of their mind. Oh, we got to we gotta keep an eye out on, on Bo and see if he's going to be able to run. Um, so I think that we're, we'll probably see – around the same amount of uh, read options and, and RPOs this year. I, I hesitate to say we're going to see more just because he ran so much last year and we know how important uh, he is to this team. Bo Nix's Heisman campaign getting um, getting off to a start earlier this week in New York with that bodacious poster. I know a lot of Oregon fans were excited about that one. Um but I think that you need to make use of his legs, but you also can't do it too much because you don't want him to get hurt like he did in that Washington game. And we know an injury to the quarterback could uh, could mean a loss that week or the derailment of the whole season because um pretty confident in saying Oregon does not have a, a good backup quarterback situation. Uh, I think that was one of the, the questions that we had asked on the show, so we'll get to that one. But I think you'll probably see uh, around the same amount as last year maybe more if if, uh, if it's just a huge, huge success. But you just got to think the more that he runs, the more risk you're putting, uh, the more at risk you're putting your quarterback and the best player on your team. All right, moving along. Let's see what else we got here. Um, this is an interesting question. This one comes from Thomas Bainridge. Thanks for the question, Thomas. Thomas asks, could you envision all of this elite talent that's being brought in at some point negatively impacting the UO roster? I look at the cornerback position where every dude seems like a top 100 prospect, great on paper, but how long before the non-starters transfer and create depth issues? Yeah, this is a, this is a big question and, and certainly one that uh, I'm interested in here. I, I think, especially for the cornerback position, I think that relative to how well they've recruited it in recent years, I, I don't think that some of these recruits have, have panned out. I look at Mikhail Wright and how highly rated of a recruit he was, and he probably should have stayed another year at Oregon, um, but it did really seem like he kind of regressed on a year-to-year basis after a breakout, you know, take everyone by storm, true freshman season. But now you're looking at this year's room and you have um, – you have two All-Americans in Dalen Austin, three All-Americans, sorry, in Dalen Austin, Roderick Pleasant, and Cole Martin. And um, we're not even sure if those guys are going to start. Um, so I think, I, I guess you could you could make, the, ah, no, maybe I shouldn't say that. I, I find it hard to make the argument for like having a lot of really elite talent on your roster because if you recruit the right guys, even if they're elite and there's more elite guys coming in, that's not going to scare them off. The The best players, the guys that are made of the right stuff, do not run from competition. That said, 
I think when you bring in this much talent, if some guys don't see the field right away, then you could see yourself in the position in a position where you're losing some guys to the transfer portal. That's just the way the the sport works, especially at the quarterback position. But at corner, yeah, you do have a lot of uh, former top 100 prospects. And I think that that definitely puts some pressure on the position to have some success this year. Uh, look at Dante Manning. He's the highest rated corner Oregon's ever signed, and he's still kind of trying to put it together. Um, I hope he can do it this year. I think he has all the ability in the world. Uh, I think he's probably one of those guys that can really be in a good position to benefit from being in this defensive system for a second year. I think that that's definitely the spot you want to be in if you're Dante Manning or Triquez Bridges uh, or Jaleel Florence. He's even another guy that I think could definitely make some noise this year. Uh, at that cornerback spot. So I think it's it's hard to say how long it will be before, you know, these these non-starters hypothetically transfer and create depth issues. But if, if you're this coaching staff, if you're Demetrius Martin and Dan Lanning, you're going to recruit the heck out of that position. And you really have to, I think, hit the numbers hard just because you want to give yourself as many options as you can. I don't know if they're going to hit it as hard in 23, sorry, 24 as they did in 23. They already have two commitments from uh, a pair of uh, top 150 guys in Dakota Fields and Ifeo Bidegwu, and they're still going after Sione Laulea, the number one Juco prospect in the country out of uh, College of San Mateo out there in the Bay Area. And he took a visit out to Oregon in the summer for his OV, really, really impressed him. He has Oregon in his top five, along with like Utah and Miami and, and Penn State and USC. Uh, I think Penn State has a really good shot for that one, but it's, it's an interesting question, but at the same time, if, if you're in a position to have that many high-profile guys and they end up transferring out, I think that it's, it's in a weird way, it's a good problem just because it means you have so much talent on your roster. Um, so you, you ideally, you would want more of those guys to pan out, but I don't think that you can really be in a position where you have too much talent. A lot of these programs, a lot of the best programs in college football have a tremendous amount of talent, and a lot of those guys don't even see the field. But at the end of the day, if they're not uh, if they're not solidifying themselves on that roster, if they're not standing out, then you shouldn't have much of an issue with uh, with those guys transferring. But interesting question, Thomas. I appreciate it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Um, all right. This is a kind of one I already hit on, but I'll hit on it real quick. Um, Playboy1526 asks, is there a chance we could get Kobe Black on an OV because he still has to visit LSU and Texas A&M? Yeah, I think that there is definitely a chance. Um, I think that since he doesn't have an official commitment date set right now, that bodes well in Oregon's favor. Uh, like I was already saying earlier on in the show, I think this is an uphill battle for the Ducks in this recruitment for, I think, pretty much the best defensive back in, in Texas. You also have Xavier Filsaimi, who is a Florida safety commit in the in the, in the state. So maybe it's not Kobe Black as number one, but um, I think that as long as he's as long as they're keeping communication with him and he doesn't have a decision date just yet as he's planning out those trips, I think that there's probably still a slim chance or some kind of a chance uh, that that Kobe Black ends up taking an official visit out to Oregon. Anytime you have a guy down to his top five schools. Um, I think that that usually bodes well for you getting an official visit if you're uh, a school like Oregon. That said, it is kind of tricky to say that because now recruits can take as many official visits as they want, but schools don't get any more official visits than they already had. So now Oregon's in a position where you have to ask yourself if you're in the HDC, well, is this guy a realistic option for us? Is it worth tripping him out here do we feel like we have a, a semi-legitimate chance or is he like just that good that you have to try to still bring him out so that's an interesting question interesting dynamic um i think that that uh i'd, I'd probably put sioni laolea above kobe black right now in terms of oregon's priorities at the cornerback spot uh and honestly a big part of that is just because of geography and uh with that kind of just comes that realism of who you're ultimately going to be able to land a California guy where Demetrius Martin is from a California guy where Tosh Lapoy has incredibly strong ties or a Texas guy where you have to go against the Texases, the Texas A&Ms. And then obviously you have LSU, which is just right next to the Lone Star state. So I think Sione Laolea is probably the more realistic option, but I would think that Oregon's going to keep trying as long as they feel like they have a realistic shot with Kobe black to see if they can get him out for another visit. Let's find our let's find our next question here. Um, all right, this next one comes from Brandon Hill at Quack Attack Forty Niner. Go Niners! That's my team right there. Um, not sure what we're gonna look like this year with with Brock Purdy or Trey Lance or Sam Darnold. I have no idea. It's kind of a mess, but go Niners is what I was saying. Uh, Brandon's question, will the Heisman campaign for Bo be a motivator or a distraction to this team this year or have no effect? 
Uh, I don't think it's going to have much of an effect. I think if, if it has an effect, I think it's only going to be a motivator. And I think that for a couple of reasons. If you listen to Bonick's talk, if you see his demeanor and the way that he carries himself, he is definitely not a me, me, me kind of guy. He's not a me over we. He is such a team guy, um, incredibly mature, um, just the the leader that anybody would want on their team. I think a lot of – if Bo Nix were to hypothetically hop in the transfer portal, I think that almost every school in the country would probably want that guy, right? He's that kind of a player, and he's a, a great, great guy, great individual. Um, so I think it's only going to be a motivator. Um, because it solidifies that Oregon has a really good chance to make some serious noise this year. And I know that there's probably a lot of guys on that Oregon team that would love to see Bo take home that award. You kind of wonder the what ifs, what would happen if Bo Nix didn't get hurt in 2022 against Washington late on in that late in that game. Maybe he would be able to uh, kind of keep things going. Ducks win those last two games and maybe he gets an invite to New York. Who's to say? Um, but I think it's just going to be a motivator for that reason, just the, the love that people have for Bo. And then I also have to talk about the culture, the culture that Dan Lanning has implemented and built in Eugene is very much strong enough. If you want to say that to, you know, withstand something like this, when, um, when there were all those rumors about him potentially getting linked to the Auburn job before Hugh Freeze got hired, um, there's just there's been a lot of outside noise throughout just this brief Dan Lanning tenure so far, and I think I really like the job that he's done uh, when it comes to just keeping his guys locked in and um, making sure that they keep the main thing, the main thing that they stay focused on, uh, um, taking one game at a time. So I think that everyone on the team could say, probably would say, it would be awesome for Bo to win the Heisman to to see him have an opportunity like that, but. At the end of the day, I don't think that that matters very much to this team. They're just trying to get back to the playoff, win a Pac-12 championship in its last year, and uh, you know, obviously get back to, get back to the national championship and, and win the program's first natty. I think all those things uh, definitely um, definitely factor in there. All right, we got our next question, recruiting question from Gary Conkling. Uh, Gary, thanks for the question. He, I see him on Twitter all the time, and he, he pops in the chat every now and then on the live streams. Gary asks, presumably playing in the Big Ten will help football recruit, recruiting, but will it help or hurt recruiting for other sports? Um, this is an interesting question. I mean, I don't think I can speak very well to any other sport except for basketball at Oregon. Um, it, and I think that all these other sports are kind of going to be affected in a disproportionate way than football, right? When you look at the travel costs, the difficulty of traveling, the, the scheduling, they're just playing more than one game a week. But if I'm looking at basketball, I feel like this is only going to help basketball recruiting. Um, the Pac-12 was already a really strong conference for basketball, right? You have Oregon, don't know if I want to put them in that conversation about, you know, being one, I guess they're one of the better teams in the PAC 12. We can say that they're consistently inconsistent is my best way to look at it. Um, but you have Oregon, you have USC, UCLA, uh, you had Arizona who's now going to the big 12. Um, and, and I think that 
it almost is just a, a, a step up when it comes to basketball and basketball recruiting. You're going to be going against teams like Purdue, teams like Indiana, uh, Ohio State's pretty good uh, at basketball. So I think that it's probably going to um, probably help um, basketball. But as for recruiting and, and other sports, I'm, I'm really not too sure. Um, I know that uh, a couple of softball players uh, voiced their displeasure for the move. Um, kind of reflecting back to their recruitments and, and choosing Oregon so they could play closer to home, play in front of their families. But I really feel like I can't speak too much to, to how it's going to impact the recruiting of other sports. But if we're talking basketball, I think that uh, I think that you're definitely in a good spot there. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.